Hey, it's your girl, Capri. Today, I'm going to talk to you guys about family. I want to talk to you guys about those generational curses. How do family get through certain obstacles or certain situations? I know for me, me and my family, we're not really all that close. But it's for various reasons, as I said in my podcast or my other podcast when I had my cousin on here, we talked about my kid's dad. I'm not going to say he was the only problem. I would say that I was a problem as well. But we're, we're getting through a process. Not me and my kid's dad, just me and my family right now. Um, right now, I mean, there's so much that goes on in family that a lot of people don't like talking about because families, they typically, they have a lot of secrets. Um, And most of those secrets are very painful. Most of those secrets are life-changing. And most of those secrets are extremely traumatizing, especially when you have so much going on in life yourself and then when you find out certain things about family, it, it can cause chaos. And one thing that I've noticed about family and family problems or family secrets is it's a problem generationally. Like, it's it becomes a generation. Um, it becomes a tradition. Like, oh, family betrayal, that's typical. And a lot of times, it continues to become an issue. It continues to stay an issue because no one wants to talk about it. No one wants to sit and have a conversation. No one wants to be like, okay, well, let's let's talk about it. You can't get to that point because someone's going to get too angry Someone's going to get too upset, and that's the end of it. It needs to get to a point where if we all can sit there and say that we're adults, then we should all be able to sit down and have adult conversations. You may not like what they say. I know for a fact that I tried to have a conversation with my brother. I didn't like what he had to say to me. He didn't like what I had to say to him. Um, But... Personally, I felt relieved. I felt relieved because I was like, well, look at that. We were able to have a conversation. I didn't threaten you. I didn't threaten to cause you no harm, which is something that I would typically do. uh, Because I am an aggressive person. I do get in my feelings, and I'd be ready to kill you. Like, that's it. You got to go. You just got to die. That's just me. Um. I'm learning to get out of that. I'm learning to break, to try to break these generational curses that continues to happen. Um, We all know that we have two parents. We have our mom and we have our dad. Um, That's on my mom's side. On my mom's side, it's, it's a lot. I was raised by my mom. I was raised with two brothers and two sisters. Um, 
I'm not going to necessarily say we all lived in the same household. It was different. Um, my oldest brother, he left out the house when he was about 14, 15. Um, my second oldest brother, he left out the house when he was about 14, 15. Um, same thing with my two oldest sisters. They, everybody pretty much left the house around 14, 15 years old. I'm the only person that actually stayed in the house until I was about 18. It could be the fact that I was the youngest. It could be the fact that I got pregnant at 16 um, with my oldest son, his dad. Which, by the way, I must say, I had lied in my previous podcast. I didn't really think nothing of it. But my oldest son, his dad, he is an Aquarius. So when I said that I've never slept with Aquarius before, that was a lie. My oldest son, his dad is an Aquarius. Um, but I got pregnant with him when I was 16. Had him when I was 17. And then I moved out of my mom's house when I was 18. But like I was saying about these generational curses um a lot of people they talk about where they're at in their point in their lives what is this what is this part of their lives what is the title of their lives um me I guess I could say that the title of my life would just be reconstruction um Because one thing that I've tried to do so much is I try to make a change. But I try to get rid of the old me, and that's not possible. You can never get rid of something that's a part of you. It's a part of you. That's it. Um, The only thing you can do, the only thing I can do, I should say, because I can't speak for everybody else, but I know for me, I've learned and I've grown to accept the fact that If that's your personality, then that's your personality. There's no such thing as, oh, that's the old me, here's the new me. There's no old you, there's no new you. They're just adjusted. You know, you may, I may be the person that says, oh, well, you know, I can be hot-tempered. And then I sit there and I say, you know what, I'm no longer hot-tempered. I'm no longer an aggressive person. I don't get angry very easily. And that's just not the truth. The truth is, I say it before, and I'll say it again. Me, I'm calm as a feather in calm weather. Now, if it starts getting windy, of course, that feather is going to start moving. But... That just goes to show how light my emotions are. My emotions are very light. Like I said, I'm calm as a feather. But it has to be calm weather for me to be calm as a feather. If it's a lot going on, then I'm not going to be calm. I'm not going to be calm. Um, I am going to be an aggressive person. I've accepted that about myself. I've accepted the fact that I am hot-tempered. I accept the fact that 
I'm not someone that is moved easily with bullshit. I've been through a lot. I guess the topic of this conversation should be more so getting to know the voice, getting to know Capri. And I guess that's kind of want anybody that listens to my podcast to know something about me. You just never know what you run into on these podcasts. You never know who listens to me. I'm hoping that my family listens to these podcasts. That's who I want to reach the most. I want to reach out to my family the most. Again, I'm trying to break generational curses, but I don't think my family really knows me as much as they should. That goes for my mom and my dad's side. My dad's side family doesn't really know me that well. They don't know me at all. They know my name. They know that I have four kids. They know that I have four kids that are in foster care. They know that I have issues with my mom's side. This is what they know about me. Um, today is actually my cousin's birthday. And I want to say happy birthday, Alicia. I'm going to send you a text on Facebook. And I definitely got to call my Auntie Candy back because she called me yesterday. And here I am on the podcast and not calling her. But here nor there, I am breaking these generational curses. I will get in touch with my aunt. I will reach out. Um... But like I said, I just want my podcast to get to my family. Like I said, the main thing that I want to do is I want to break these generational curses that we have. And I kind of want to let go of any pain that, I, that I'm that i in. And I also want my family to let go of any pain that they're in. Because one thing that they say is united you stand divided, you fall, which is a true statement. They also say that it takes a village to raise a child, which is another true statement. But I'm just pretty much trying to get past everything that we go through. I want to get past all of our flaws. I want to get past of all of our errors. Again, one of my errors is, from what I was told, was that I was selfish and self-centered. Now, this topic of discussion became selfish and self-centered. It was about my kids because, to be quite frank with you, I haven't seen my kids Since August of 2021, August, or maybe it was 2020, I don't know, maybe it was 2020, maybe it's 2021. Um, and so I was selfish and self-centered because I didn't call them for their birthdays or called them for holidays. 
I don't want to start any controversy, but these are the accusations. And part of me wants to address it. The other part of me says, fuck you and fuck how you feel. You feel like I didn't call him and you feel like, oh, I'm a terrible parent for not calling him. I say, I told you not to get the fuck involved in the first place and you shouldn't have got involved in the first place. I still stand on what I said. I said you shouldn't get involved because I knew what was going on. And that's another problem that makes me not want to explain because it's just a lot. It's a lot. I feel like that that would that would be a lot. I definitely don't want to go to social media. I definitely don't want to go making the situation too public because if you make it too public, it blows up in your face. It really does, you know. Don't go, don't go to war with something you ain't ready to go to war for. I'm ready to go to war for my kids, but I'm not ready to continue to go to war with my family. Whether they want to talk to me or not, that's fine. I've kind of grown to accept that. I did try to reach out to them, and I did try to have a conversation with them to kind of clear the elephant out of the room. And again, my the response was that I got that I was selfish and self-centered. And the reason that he said it was because I didn't call the kids for their birthday or the holidays. That's why I'm selfish and self-centered. Um, I talked to them and I asked them about all the hotlines that was brought on to me. He said, oh, we didn't make no hotlines, but we should have. Again, I hate controversy, and I hate controversy with my family. But my family knows what's going on within my family, and my family knows that you hotlined me. I'm the last person to hotline. I'm not the first. But... about me my favorite color would have to be pink again like I said I do have four children my four children are in foster care my rights have been terminated as of September the 11th of 2021 um, a lot went with that it was a lot of emotions with that. It was a lot of pain with that. It was just a lot with that. Um, I feel like I should have done better. I feel like I was thinking so negative of the situation and the negative outcome had became. I saw where it was going, I feel like. If you could see it, then you know what's happening. But they say that if you think it, your body will do it. And I felt like that's what happened. I felt like I was thinking so negative of the case. I was thinking so negative of the situation. And the negative outcome ended up becoming, even though... I don't know. I should have made certain choices. I should have made certain decisions instead of drinking. 
try to drink all my pain away, and that didn't do no good. It just called, made the situation worse. It, did, it took the pain away temporarily. It took the pain away for a moment. But then the next day, I'd be like, ugh, I need to stop drinking. <laughs> and then I'd go a day. And then I'd find myself drinking again. And then the next day, I'd just be like, ugh, I need to stop drinking. And then I may drink that night. I mean, that's how much of a drinker I became. I don't do it now, but that's just how bad it was then. Um... I made a lot of changes. I stopped doing a lot of things. The problem that I need to do now is I need to quit smoking cigarettes. Cigarettes, oh my God, I'm having a struggle. I'm really having a hard time quitting smoking cigarettes. Cigarettes are nasty. They're disgusting. They're terrible. And one thing that I always do is I try to make sure that I shout out my babies. Christopher, Christina, Christian, and Carissa. And I just did that from the young from the oldest to the youngest. Um if you hear this podcast, don't start smoking cigarettes, please. Don't ever pick it up. It's a terrible habit. Your your grandma and your auntie Sadie, they can seem to pick it up and drop it off in the drop of a hat. Me, your mom struggles bad with smoking cigarettes. I just, I always need a cigarette for some strange reason. I always need a cigarette. Cigarettes is really not helping my health right now. Cigarettes is, is another issue I think it's a big issue with the weight loss that I'm having right now. You can't see your mom, but your mom has lost a lot of weight. Mainly stress weight. I mean, or it could be something else. But I think it's mainly just poor life choices. I made enough of those to sit there to sit here and say, don't pick up cigarettes and please don't ever have a drinking habit. I will say my side of the family on my mom's side, we don't have much of a drinking problem. But on my mom's side, there is issues with addiction on both my mom and my dad's side. But anyway, like I said, this is about generations, how to break generational curses. And this is also, I was talking to my other sister, Ebony, and she was like, those podcasts, those are good podcasts, you know, because people talk about real shit on there. And that's true today. It's just me. I don't have a special guest. I don't have nobody on here with me. I don't have nobody having input. There's not much conversation. It's just right now. It's just me and my listeners. 
getting to know me. If you listen, if you don't listen, hey, no harm, no foul. Um, I will tell you that I don't have many friends. I don't have friends at all, actually, and I mean it. I don't have friends. This is a true statement. I do not have any friends. I had friends, but obviously those friendships didn't last. Um, and that's another thing that had me realizing about, you know, my kids. If my kids are listening, about you guys. I don't have any elementary, high school, middle school friends. I don't know anybody that I've known since I was a kid, even though I have been in the same area since I was a kid. I don't have any friends that I've known since I was a kid. I don't. There's a couple of Facebook friends that I do have um, that I've known them since we were in middle school, actually. Um, but we don't really talk. I mean, they have, their, they have their lives. I have mine. And honestly, they're doing better in life than I'm doing in mine. So I really just need to get my life together. In all reality, I just need to get my life together. But I am someone who can honestly admit that. I'm not someone that's like, oh, fuck everybody. My life is fully together. I just got all my ducks in a row. I'm just top of the line. Fuck what you're talking about. I'm not that type of person. I'm that type of person that says, fuck what you're talking about. I'm working on me. That's the type of person I am. That's just where I'm at in my life right now. I'm just in my life right now. And I'm just at a point where I'm like, if you got an opinion, that's great. Um, I think there's a lot of issues with that statement, though. Um, the world is so complicated. Because if I was to say, fuck your opinion, I don't care about your opinion. My opinion is the only opinion that matters. Then you have to sit and wonder, well, if your opinion is the only opinion that matters, why is somebody else's opinion affecting you? But then people say, you shouldn't allow people's opinions to affect you. Well, if somebody has a positive opinion, then that means I shouldn't affect you. I think there needs to be some blurred lines between that. They say constructive criticism is good, but if constructive criticism is what puts you down emotionally, is it really constructive? I mean, there's so much going on. I don't think it's in the world. I just think it's America because I think other countries pretty much got their shit together. We're the only country that don't have their shit together. That's with the betrayal. That's what the disloyalty, that's what the dishonesty. I'm not even going to say the world. I just, I believe it's just America. Because when you meet those who are not from America, they have better morals than we do. They have a better outlook on life than we do. They have a better understanding with the world than we do. I think Americans, we live in a fantasy world, even though it's very fucking clear that we live in the most fucked up country on in the planet. Like, we're the most fucked up country. Hate me, don't hate me, say what you like. I don't give a shit. America is the most fucked up country. Yes, America is more fucked up than Ukraine, than Russia, than Moscow, Africa, Egypt. Call it 
I said it. We're the most fucked up country in the world. Again, you can hate me, don't hate me, agree or disagree. Um, But I feel like this country is the only country that that confuses people's morals. You you allow your morals to be confused. You allow your morals to be discredited. And you allow a lot that goes on in society affect you because it's around you all the time. Or you could try to isolate yourself like I have and like I have done and just said, get the fuck away from the world. But then when you do that, you take yourself away and you isolate yourself. And then when it's time to go back into the world, it's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I would just rather go back into my own little den. That way nobody can bother me and nobody can disturb me. That would make you, you would then become socially awkward because you've isolated yourself for so long. It is going to happen because now you don't know how to encounter with people. Because you stop encountering with people for so long. Um, the way you dress becomes different. I've noticed a magnificent difference when I've isolated myself and then I go back into society. I've noticed that I've dressed differently. Yes, my clothes are clean, but I notice that I'm dressed differently. Because I'm, I'm stuck. I don't do much shopping. I don't go out much. I noticed that. Part of me felt bad for going out because I didn't have my kids. But then when I'd go out, I'd get into trouble. Because I would go out and I'd start doing heavy drinking. I would do heavy drinking. And then I'd find myself just... I'd just find myself doing stuff that I just don't need to be doing. And you're like, Mama, what's that? You're, those who are listening, you're like, what's, what are you talking about? One time I was drinking so bad. I had gotten so drunk. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know left from right. But I found myself walking around drunk as hell, just walking, just walking. I was drunk. Like, I wasn't very coherent at all. Um, this was at the beginning of the case. This was when it just kind of like dawned on me about what the hell was going on about my case. And I just found myself roaming around. I just found myself walking around. Like I said, I was drunk. And this guy, he pulls up to me. He's like, are you okay? I'm like... (laughs) Oh, I mean, it was terrible. It was just terrible. It was just terrible. Um, and you would think that I would learn my lesson from getting drunk and being outside. Because the very first time that I actually got drunk and went outside was in 2014. here and go just lit another cigarette it was 2014 when I went out 
was drinking, I went to the hospital because I had projectile vomited all over my kid's dad couch. <laughs>